Hey, thanks for tuning in today to episode 34 of Two and a Half Chicks. Today, we're bringing in a fresher, younger perspective by interviewing Bree. She's a young woman in her 20s, and she talks to us about life in her 20s, so we can compare it to life in our 50s. It's interesting talking to her about relationships and love and what she's experienced and what's gone right and what's gone wrong and what she's learned from it. We ask questions about her background and her you know, relationship with her parents. And we end up talking about some societal issues like gender neutral language. We go on to offer her some practical supportive advice, but it's not unsolicited. She's interested. She wants to know what these older people have to say. And then we end with a really nice positive outlook that our future may be in really capable hands with people like Brie around. So tune in. It's an interesting conversation. Welcome back to Two and a Half Chicks. It's me, Tess, and Monica, and Brian. Hello. Hi. And today we have a guest with us, Bree. And Bree is female in her 20s. And I'm going to let Brian give any other information because Bree was Brian's guest. Okay, so I met Bree briefly through her mother. Her mother, for all of you listeners, was the very first person I went out on a date with in Reno. And turned out that I was not masculine enough for her. So... I brought on her daughter so I could badmouth her mother. (laughs) 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 I'm just kidding. But Brie is the daughter of a good friend of mine. That's basically how it works. Brie, you want to talk about yourself a little bit? Tell us about yourself, what you do, what you like to do. Hi, everyone. Uh, My name is Brie. I'm from Los Angeles in California. I'm 23. I'm about to be 24 in July. And right now I'm in between jobs. I was working as a journalist at a local newspaper. And right now I'm studying to get my master's. So right now I'm just, I guess, just grinding, going with the flow. So she broke. That just one broke ass broad right there. When in July, Brie? <laughs> July 21st. All right. So, um, gosh, you're right on the cusp. Yeah, but I am uh, a cancer. You're talking about horoscopes, right? Yeah. I am sorry. Well, okay. I'm July. I had to find out if we were the same. Oh, when's your birthday? The 6th. Oh, okay. You're a cancer so, as two well. Two cancers. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that, Tess. That's my granddaughter's birthday. Oh, yeah. It's a good day. <laughs> July 6, 2021. Well, wow. That's cool. And then her half-brother is on July 21st. Oh, wow. And if I... Yeah. Oh, my God. That's funny. That is funny. This is how the co- the cosmic karmic universe all entangles itself. So Monica and I are going on a cruise this year, and the woman that I booked the cruise with had a boy and a girl, da- the uh, daughter and her son. Her son's birthday was on Monica's birthday, and her daughter's birthday was on my birthday. Wow, <laughs> that is funny. It's hysterical how people that entwine. Is funny. So, Monica, I have one thing to say about that. I don't know how you celebrate your granddaughter's birthday right now, but because my birthday was always celebrated with 4th of July parties, now I'm at the point in my life, well, I have been for many years, that if I don't see fireworks, I don't feel like I had a birthday. I don't know <laughs> if, that's, if that's something you're starting with your grandkid, but that's kind of how it is for we me. We haven't done that yet. No, we didn't do it. For her last year, she just turned one. Well, before we go into it with Brie, I just had to tell you, you brought up fireworks. I was in Mexico a couple of weeks ago, and we were staying at a resort, and me and Em were having relations. And as the minute of my climax, literally, fireworks went off. <laughs> it was his outside. So I basically gave her the flex pose and everything like that. And I said, yeah, I bet you no one else has ever delivered fireworks before. <laughs> So fireworks next, that were actually awesome. real, real fireworks. So the next that's morning, awesome. 
we went downstairs and uh, we were talking because and I work with all these people for crying out loud. But I told them the whole story and all the wives thought it was hysterical. All the guys were like, I can't believe you just told that story. <laughs> I was like, they were so jealous. It was ridiculous. <laughs> all right, Bree. So let's talk to you now. Let's get some questions up for Bree. There's a there's, she gave us some topics that she likes to discuss. Anybody come up with any questions for her? Because I came up with a whole bunch. Go ahead. You start, Brian. All right. Sure. All right. You ready, Brie, for this? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So let me let me just say this. I was going to say, what's uh, what's your heritage? What's your culture? So I, I'm i half Mexican, half Salvadorian. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Monica. To the Salvadorian side. Yes. So Monica, as everybody knows, is Salvadorian. 100%. Oh, wow. So who, who, do, you, who do you feel like? What'd you say? Let's go clean. No, I said oh, Salvi. <laughs> oh, sorry. Salvi Queens. Okay. Are yes. you, is your father Salvadorian or your mother? Yeah, my dad. So who do you feel like it, you lean towards more? Do you feel like you're more Mexican or Salvadorian? I guess Mexican because I spend more time with that side of the family. That makes okay. sense. Monica, do you feel Salvadorian? <laughs> yeah, because uh, my mother is, but I understand that. For the most part, Latinos tend to lean towards their mother's family. Yeah. So I'm not surprised. All right. You good cook? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. This is for all the guys listening out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I tell them that I only know how to cook vegetarian, vegan food, and I don't think that's good for any of them. So basically, you know how to put carrots and celery on a plate? Are you vegetarian and vegan? Not strictly, but I don't trust myself to cook meat. Like today, my mom was showing me how to make chicken, and she was like, you just have to make sure it's not like gelatin like, and that's how you know when it's cooked. But I just, I don't know. I feel like if I cooked it, it'd still be raw and I'd be scared to eat it. So your mom's still, she's old school, right? She still cut the head off the chicken and pluck it and do all that stuff from scratch? No, <laughs> no she went to Costco. <laughs> <laughs> I was asking because if you were a vegan, vegetarian, I mean, a Mexican, Salvadorian, American, you are a very rare person indeed. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be yeah. hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially family parties, I would feel I would feel oh. rude to deny that. Yeah. <laughs> like lots of meat. <laughs> so, how is the relationship with your parents? I'm definitely closer with my mom. We can talk about anything, but my dad, he's kind of on the colder side. He's not very affectionate. I mean, now I'm living with him right now, so now mm-hmm. I guess I can see that he's trying. And um, shit, you got a curfew? No, he's not strict like that. He's never been like a tip, like those dads that are like. Like overprotective or like when I'm dating a guy, he's not like, I'm going to kill you. Don't touch my daughter. <laughs> like, like he's never been that way. He's just very, been, he's always been very detached to himself. And so I'm closer with my mom. Okay. Would you say he's introverted? I don't Maybe. know, because when we when we go to parties and stuff, he's able to let loose and socialize. But I think it's hard for him wow. to display affection. Yeah. yeah. Is it the alcohol that loosens him up? Yeah, it's probably that. Okay. Now, is he first generation Salvadorian or was he born here? He's first generation. Okay, so he was born in El Salvador. What age yeah. did he migrate here? I'm not sure. Probably around his in like mid twenties, I think. Okay. Does uh, you and your mom have a really close relationship? Do you talk to her about relationships and sex and stuff like that? For the most part, yeah. Not really sex details, but she knows like everyone like I've been with and stuff. Did she give you the talk? She actually, she did give me the talk when I was. Re- I remember when I was really little, like maybe like eight or nine. 
that I know we go to church and they say to wait till marriage. And she said, but you don't have to wait till marriage because I think it's important that you test. And then I was just really confused. Oh, good for her. Good for her. For I hope she told you to wait till her. you were old enough. Uh, yeah, she didn't say player. when. <laughs> Very, no, that's very good. good. You're validating me, Brie, because I, I started talking to my son very young as well, and people thought I was crazy. So no, your, that's your awesome. mom's validating me. That's yeah, awesome. my mom's my mom has always been very open about like sex conversations. And for me, it's weird. Like one time I walked in on my parents when they were together, and then the next morning she was like, I know what you saw, and it's okay. And I was just like, Mom, I don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> were you really she, young or, or older? No, you? I was older. I was probably like... 15 or 16. I was going to say, I thought you were going to tell me like 20. I was like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) No, but yeah, she has no shame. Go mom. Yeah, that's great. Good for her. Good for her. Because we had an episode where I talked about walking in on my parents when I was younger. My mom didn't talk to me for two weeks. Oh, wow. I brought it up to her years later. And I said, man, you didn't talk to me for two weeks. Well, I was freaking embarrassed. What do you want me to say? I was like, talk to me about it. Tell me I wasn't crazy for walking in on you for not, for you not locking doors. So your mom did the right thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Absolutely. I was going to ask, have you listened to our podcast before? Yes, I listened to one episode today. Okay. It was on the, on opposite, uh, dating your opposite. The relationships episode. Yeah, yeah. that one. Okay. What is it that you were interested in talking about with us? Do you have any topics that you wanted to cover with us? Uh, Nothing specific. Well, I think what we we are very much interested in is knowing what dating is like. You're in your 20s, correct? Yes. You said 23, 24, 20. Yeah. Going on 24. 23, going on. Yep. So um, I think, yeah, that's one of the things we were interested in is what do you, what is dating like now? And because we did an episode you in our first season about dating in our 50s. So be kind of interesting to hear what dating is like for you, for your age group. Maybe we can just kind of jump off there and add some questions in as we go. So I'm just wondering, like, what is dating like in your 20s today? Because it's probably very different than it is for us in our 50s in, you know, the way it is today. So what's that like for you? Yeah, today dating is very much, well, dating apps is a big thing that everyone's using, especially my friends. Um, Personally, I've tried to avoid dating apps, but I feel like a big problem for everyone is just kind of how dating is very much revolved around like hookup culture. So, or like situationships, that's what everyone calls it. Like you think it's becoming a romantic relationship, but then it ends up just being physical. See, that's what I'm talking about. They call that one night stands when we were young. Yeah. That, <laughs> Where that's a girls good thought it was heading somewhere and it really wasn't. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But I guess it's not really a one night stand because you see each other frequently, like I guess maybe a few okay. times a week. So it's like you're basically dating, but you're not like without the label because you're still seeing other people. So you're having sex, but you're not exclusive. Yeah. It's that's not basically- like you're going out and having sex with anybody else. You're just. Or are you still having sex with other people? Not you. I mean, in your age bracket. Yeah. I think maybe the guys are having sex with other people, but the girls are looking to be exclusive. But then they they okay. they stick to that connection because they really like them and they hope that eventually they'll want to be together. Okay. That's as old as time. That I was thinking situation. the same yeah. thing, yeah. Tess. Yeah. That yeah. happens that's, with our age. That's it's normal. Just, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. It is. I think it's a, a lot in a lot of ways. It's a male female dynamic, which is kind of sad. But yeah, it is sad. Yeah. So now, <laughs> now are you? Are you? Are you? What are you looking for? Are you looking for like? Would you like a relationship, or are you just looking to have fun right now? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, lately, I, I've been going on dates, and 
There is someone I'm seeing that it's kind of, it feels serious and it's making me kind of scared. I I was in a Mm long-term relationship uh, a year ago. We were together almost three years. So I think Mm -hmm. being in that, it just made me kind of like, I guess who I was in that relationship, I'm scared of that happening again. I was very codependent and I was very insecure and I just lost a big part of myself. So I guess I'm scared of jumping into something else and having that happen again. Mm -hmm. That happens. And that's fair because anybody that's ever seen Brie, like I told their mom, like she's a smoke show. Like this girl is beautiful. Thank you. Right. So even you're welcome. And even women or, you know, men, anybody as attractive as they are, they don't understand. They don't see it sometimes. And we all have our insecurities, right? Like here's this person I looked at and I was like, oh my God, this girl can have any guy she wants. And she still has her own insecurities. So thank you for sharing that. It's a very, very true statement. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think it's very common after getting out of a long-term relationship to feel like you've lost yourself and to want to have someone in your life, but to not lose yourself in it again, it's very easy to do. Yeah. So when you, when you're now you're dating somebody else, do you, uh, are you recognizing, like you said, you recognize you don't want to be that same person. What happens if you feel like you're starting to fall into that same pattern? So I have been seeing some patterns, like for example, I, So this guy, he has his own place. So sometimes I sleep over and that was a big thing in my relationship. Like we'd have a lot of sleepovers and we'd end up like doing nothing, just like chilling in bed, watching movies all day. And so I I saw that happening recently with this new guy. And I'm just like, I don't want this to happen. I don't want to be lazy and just end up doing nothing, not going on dates anymore, not, you know, not taking each other for granted and like, and just being like falling into a friend zone. You mean you said nothing's happening. So you're just watching movies and falling asleep. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't want to get too comfortable like i want to still like have fun go out and like present our best selves not just be like in pajamas Mm -hmm. and lazy and yeah that makes sense yeah i get that you want to have fun you haven't and you know in your years you haven't had enough fun where you just get sick of having so much fun yeah do you have friends that you like that like to go out that you like to all spend time together with when you go out oh yeah i have um well i have two very close friends but i have a big well not a big but like there's six of us But yeah, that was a big realization after my relationship, like how much fun I could have with my friends. I think I spent Mm -hmm. so much time with my ex that I forgot about my friends. I basically abandoned them. And so, yeah, going out with them again was like, wait, I'm having so much fun, like more fun than I've ever had with him, with my friends. Well, wait, was it was it more fun or was it different kind of fun? I guess it was different kind of fun. Like, I'm sure the fun I had with my ex was like fun at first, but then it just got monotonous. So. Okay. Well, that's that's what I was going to say is when you said that you were just hanging out all day watching TV in your pajamas, you're thinking, I'm doing this because I'm with this person, but this wouldn't be what I choose to do otherwise. I'm only doing it because I'm with this person. And I'm that's kind of where you feel like you're losing yourself, right? Or yeah. No? Yeah. What, what I was going to say before was that like Tess and Brian and I, like when we have a relationship at, at our age, we'd like to have a little bit of fun, but we don't need that much fun because we've already had our percentage or large percentage of fun in our earlier years and you you're so young you haven't had that and i'm just laughing when you said we don't need to have that much fun i was like i Tess, do me and Tess were like oh man <laughs> no. fun is like, i know what but you I mean, no, mean monica I, I get it we're okay with just staying home and yes is what i mean we don't need to go out to parties and clubs all the time right like, yeah, like when you to, said right. sitting around That's what like, I in your, yeah when you said Bree sitting around in your pajamas watching netflix i was like oh that sounds awesome <laughs> <laughs> exactly we appreciate that more now because we had 
that type of fun when we were younger. So, and I'm not saying we don't want to have ever have fun. We do. Like I'm thinking about when I go on this cruise, I just want to go dancing, but I'm just saying for your years, you know, you're only 23, you know, you haven't had as much fun as you really, really want it to have where you actually, you know, don't need it anymore. Yeah. I can understand why you just want to have fun. You can have fun. If you were giving advice to her, what would you say right now, Monica? And I don't like giving advice too much, but I would say, don't worry about needing to be in a relationship right now. Just have fun because in that having fun and going out and being on your own, you get to know yourself, you get to know your friends, you get to know what you like, what you don't like. And you actually are building your self-confidence more by doing that. So that when you finally get to have a relationship or you're ready for a relationship, you're more centered, you know, you, you know yourself better, uh, and you'll just be more ready for a relationship and you won't be getting, you won't get bored of the relationship and wonder what else is out there. Yeah, that's fair. How about you, Tess? What would you say? For me, I would say it's about balance. I mean, I think Mm -hmm. what, what I was hearing from you is going too much one way wasn't fun, right? And you were weren't seeing your friends or anything. So if you want to have someone in your life, you can have someone in your life, but it's about balance. It's about having fun and it's about having intimate time and it's about having, you know, closeness, but it's, it's not all one thing or the other. Yeah. Those, that's great advice because I feel like when I jump into a relationship, I, I make, I put them on a pedestal and I start mm-hmm. to revolve my life around them. Mm-hmm. And I, I, mm-hmm. I schedule my, you know, activities around them and easy to do on the topic of having fun. That's something that I feel like I struggle with because like, I don't really drink. I don't like drinking. I- I'll do it every once in a while to just let loose and, you know, be more social, but I'm I'm not like a heavy drinker, like, you know, at, at like my friend's level, I'm always the designated driver, but like, I, I, ne- I never, well, I've only been to one club in my life, I guess. And I have been to a few bars. So it's like, I don't know if I'm having, like, I'm not having fun the right way, but there are other things that I like to do. Like, like going out like on hikes and taking walks and uh, just being out in nature. But then I'm like, should I also just be out clubbing even though I'm not really drawn to it? Is that so I guess I'm just like, am I living my 20s right? There's no should. Brian, did you have advice? (laughs) (laughs) This isn't my advice. I would say this. I think you're doing it right. I think that, first of all, I would tell you, don't make some dude a priority. You're too young for this. I would say, Mm -hmm. fine. You're at the age right now where you have a set of girlfriends. Make sure you're old enough to choose your friends, right? Sometimes they fall upon you in school and you kind of get stuck with people. But as you get older, you get to choose your friends. And as you choose these people, I always go back to the saying, it's hard to soar like an eagle when you're surrounded by turkeys. So you surround yourself with good people. And then if they want to go club and you go out and you enjoy yourself and you look out for each other, and, you know, do what you want to do. Have fun. I wouldn't say that this guy thing, I would worry about at your age, finding my, my you know, my work because they don't want to work till you're 80 years old. I would concentrate on like your education and on your friends. And then the, the, the guy, if that's your preference, comes later. And, and I would also add, I mean, if you do have a boyfriend and your boyfriend starts telling you that you can't hang out with your friends or go out and have fun with your friends, that's a red flag. Yep. Yeah, red definitely. Flag, That's a red yeah. flag. He should respect that you need to go out and experience life and trust you. And if he can't yeah. do that, that's a red flag. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I would say spend more time with older guys in their 50s and hang out with oh, them and see where that leads. Brian. Ryan? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 
Oh, and something else I wanted to add. You said that you want to go out and have fun clubbing, but you're not drawn to it. I think that's because we have like, sometimes we have images in our head of what we think it should be fun in in your youth. And it's not, you know, all that experience is not for everyone. So find the experiences that make you happy, that make you really have fun, whatever they may be, and do that now while you're still young. You don't have to do what everybody else is doing. If you don't like it, that's okay. Yeah, I like that. And make sure you bring condoms with you. Because (laughs) you never know, right? That's right. Exactly. You never know. You never know. Keep the condoms with you. I know it sounds weird, like, oh, I'm not that person. You never know when that moment is going to happen. You might be out hiking or doing something with your friends. (laughs) Maybe it's your turn to do something fun, and your fun is hiking, where your friends always say, I want to go to a club. And you say, I always go to the club. I always drive you guys around. I want to go hiking. Well, guess what? You go hiking, and then you meet the guy of your dreams on a hike. (laughs) You better have a condom in that backpack. (laughs) What do you like to do for fun? Uh, For fun, I like... I like roller skating, ice skating. I like, I really like, I guess, like physical activity. Like I I would like dancing, but I'm too shy for dancing. It's something I want to work on. I think that's why I'm turned off by clubs because I know that like, if I went into a club, I'd just be focused on, you know, feeling awkward. And And I mm -hmm. hear you right there, Brie, because unfortunately, um, you know, there's a large percentage of Latinos who dance really well. Mm-hmm. And when you're not one of that, you know, high percentage, they really pick on you a lot. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not a bad dancer. I'm Try just to be happy a white rhythm. Dude. I know, but I don't, I don't <laughs> dance like my cousins. I don't dance like my cousins and my sister. They're really good dancers. So what I, what happens is that when we're in family parties, I don't dance in front of them. I'm sorry. I don't mean this to be racist, but I actually just dance with my white friends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. She does a really good job. I don't job feel judged. <laughs> I don't feel judged there. Um, so I get you free. Yeah, that's a good point. I never chalked it up to like, you know, being Latina, but that makes sense because I do compare myself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Don't. Mm-hmm. You don't. go out there and dance like nobody's watching. It's just an old true. saying. But that's what you got to do. As long as you're having fun, you could just be swaying to the music. It doesn't matter. Go and do the things that make you happy. Well, I'm with yeah. Bree on this one. I struggle with that ex- as well, big time. I'm not very free with my body in public. Yeah, that's, well, you're that's good tripping. to hear. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's still putting a lot of yourself out there for me. Everybody else on that dance floor is putting themselves out there, right? You yeah, I know. Think- I know. But maybe it's because I don't have enough confidence in, like, I feel like I need to learn to dance. But I get, I yeah. get how she feels. Yeah. If that's something you can get over young, you can have a lot more fun. See, Brie, we all have these hangups. Yeah, I like it when places are dark and they have all the strobe lights so they can't tell that you can't dance. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go to those places. <laughs> Monica likes to have, see people have seizures. <laughs> <laughs> and it is true that nobody really cares yeah. what you're yes. doing. You know? Yeah. And, and half the time, like when I'm, my husband's a musician and I go to his music shows and there's always people dancing and I look and I think, gosh, I might be watching somebody. And they might be thinking I'm judging them, but I'm really admiring them for having the guts to get out there and do all that, you know, to, to move like that and put themselves out there. So I would say that's true for a club in a club situation, Tress, but not in a family situation. The Latin family situation, you're being judged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what else do you like to do? Uh, what else? Do I, like? I like reading. I like writing, exercising. Mm-hmm. I, I do like cooking. Um, just like, like I said, vegetables. like vegan food. Not meat. Yeah, vegetables, <laughs> not meats. 
Um, but yeah, I guess just very wholesome activities. That's really what fulfills me. So that's you cool. sound like this like perfect catch, by the way. I'm just letting you know. I, have, like, I, I feel like I'm a grandma. No, like the things I'm I like t- doing. <laughs> I'm telling you, some guy is going to be, or some gal, whichever way you want to swing, is going to be very happy one day. I'm telling you, you're ahead of your time right now. Well, that's good to hear. I appreciate well, that. I'm I'm gonna actually follow it up with this though, because we talked about this in the past, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna let you know this guy's really like a lady in the street, but a freak in the bed. So as, as long as you could take it to pound town properly, I think you're way ahead of the curve. <laughs> oh, <Brian. laughs> oh. She doesn't have any comment for that, Brian, and I don't blame her. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't know what to say. <laughs> I'm just shaking So let's my just head. put that under the advice category, Bree. He's giving you some advice. <laughs> yeah, that's how I was taking it. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, you know what? I, I, I think, um, you know, I have to say, unfortunately, he's totally right that that is what men like. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. I feel like that's something I, I figured out very young. Um, mm. I started using Tinder when I was like 15 or 16. What? Because during, during that time, they, they allowed you to be, I think the limit was 13 or 14 years old, which is wow. crazy. For yeah, Tinder. But, nuts. Because Tinder's yeah. the hookup site, right? Yes. Okay. Monica, were you on Tinder years ago? <laughs> no, Brian. <laughs> Can you imagine if I had it at my age, at my 13 years old? Yeah, at the Go time, ahead. I didn't know it was a hookup thing. I thought it was just like dating. Because ah. I've always been very shy. And so like dating was hard for me when I was younger. And so I didn't know how to talk to guys. So I was like, let me try this app. Wait a minute. Were you meeting up with these guys? Yes. Oh, Maron. (laughs) (laughs) They weren't older, were they? Or were they just young guys? No, no, they were, they were around my age. Like they wouldn't let you go older. Yeah. No. Okay, good. There there was a bunch of them on there too. A bunch of people your age then. Yeah. So let me, let me ask you this. If you say that you're shy Mm-hmm. And you, it's not easy to date. How is it easier on, like, how's it easier online? Because you're just, uh, are you just responding to someone else reaching out to you? Like, how's it different online than in person if you're shy? Because yeah. I haven't done a lot of dating online. So I'm just curious. Yeah, that's actually why I stopped using dating apps now, because I noticed that I would be sh- like, my online persona was so different than my real life yeah. one. So I didn't like how, like, I didn't like disappointing guys by being shy in real life. So now I try not to use dating apps, but back then it was easier for me because, you know, like I said, I didn't really know how to like respond to guys when they would approach me or like, I didn't know when they were flirting with me or whatever. And like in person. Yeah. And, but now, now I would say, um, with work, um, it's easier to meet guys, but back then this was like in high school and I think guys Mm -hmm. never really approached me because I was just. On the quiet side, I really hit myself. You were out of their league, trust me. That's why they weren't approaching you. It's intimidating for guys to go up to beautiful women. It's not easy. There's only a few of us left in the world that can do this. <laughs> thank you. There's uh, a few of there, us thank you. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> Brian, your head is filling up the whole screen. Yes, I don't think any women intimidate you, Brian. <laughs> Uh, do all your friends uh, uh, how are they when they when they're dating as like do you notice differences in your friends one of them is like the floozy one of them is just like you one of them you know just likes to have fun do you have friends like that is it like does it run the gambit yeah we're all different i would say um like i have some friends that are virgins some that are floozy some that are gay some that uh, are in committed relationships you know there's all okay everyone's different and yeah. then one one is actually i think she's 
she's going to be, or she's planning on her and her partner are planning on getting engaged. So it's young. She's yeah. 23. Yeah. She's 23. I mean, if it's, if they feel it's right, it's right. But that is young. Yeah. I'm assuming, would you say partner? This is a female, female relationship. No, it's her boyfriend. I just, oh, I say partner. They call them partners still. Okay. It's just modern language, I guess. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, that's fair. That's language. correct. Gen yeah. Z is so not behind the time. Yeah, Gen Z talks uh, talks with them as like a gender neutral. Oh yeah. no! Don't tell me you got hims and theys, or theys and theirs. I mean, not in my friend yeah. group, but it's just something you have they to adjust it. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's part of the way they talk, so it's yeah. it's normal <laughs> for them. It's not like us where we forget all the time, like at our age group, because it's in you know it's ingrained in us. But Gen well, I don't, refer- I don't forget, Monica. I just refuse. <laughs> I forget. Well, you know, I forget. When my son was going to high school, which was just recently, he said to me, "Mom, like fifty percent of the girls in my school are bisexual. Like it's so normal. Everything's very mm-hmm. normal now yeah. to the younger generation." So, Bree, I would like to ask you, what would you think is your ideal partner? I would say someone that I feel comfortable being myself around, isn't judgmental. Because in the past, I would date very like judgmental guys like they would do it in a joking way but at the end of the day i I would end up feeling insecure because Mm -hmm. of those jokes so i guess someone i feel safe and comfortable around and they're funny they're caring and they're not afraid to show to be affectionate um what's your age limit here i don't know i guess (laughs) uh, (laughs) what's too old tell me what's too old i guess five or six years older than me okay that's fair. That's a good amount. That's I think a that's good, a that's yeah. A good I think age. that's a I think that's a good age too. Mm-hmm. I think everybody should have an age limit. You got to have something in the realm oh, yeah. of you know compatibility. I'm sorry, like five, like five, her six years older for Bree. Yes, they still have the same kind of interest. They still understand the same pop culture. You know, it, yeah. it all kind of makes similar sense. place in life. Yeah, I mean, I I know someone who was sixty years old and dated a twenty five year old. <gasps> I think that was just like. Ill. Oh my like, gosh. Can you just... imagine dating someone that was born when you were 35? Yeah. That's kind of crazy. That's oh my gosh. Creepy. Well, when I'm 65, I'll let you know if I think it's creepy. Maybe my number might change then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, Brian. <laughs> Maybe because you need her to take care of you at that point, Brian. Hey, I'm okay with that. <laughs> like, just take care of you, like, like health wise. <laughs> but I'm okay with that. For having fun, it doesn't matter. But for life partnership, it kind of for me does. For me, it does too. I agree, Tess. So, Bree, do you feel like on a scale of one to 10, how crazy do you think you are? <laughs> That's a legitimate question for the guy listeners out there. You seem pretty normal to me. You seem like a two. I would 10 say being like, the craziest. Like you need a padded room. I would, <laughs> I would say five. Just to Really? So you're in a mid range. Yeah. Okay. Wait, what makes you, what, what makes you a five? Is it like, uh, you know, female craziness? Like your general female craziness? Are you jealous? Uh, are I you would like, say, I would say jealous um, and like insecurities, but. This is based on my past relationship, what I saw in myself. And, you know, I definitely had moments. So that's why I would give myself a five. Well, that could be based on being with somebody that didn't bring out the best in you, but not necessarily who you are. That's right. That is that is true. Yep. Let me ask you this. When you're around your friends, how do you feel? Like, do you feel like you're still a five when you're around your friends? No, with my friends, I I don't think I've ever had like a fight with my friends at all. Yeah, Um, so... It's got to be like you t- said, Tess, you hit the nail on the head. The person yeah, that you that, hit was bringing it out of her. Yeah, that is true. He was very like avoidant attachment. So that's not good for me. 
I feel like I was very insecure. I, I felt insecure a lot. Do you know what your attachment is, style? I would say anxious attachment. Yeah, anxious and avoidant are not good together because I, I heard somebody say in a, a audiobook I was reading the other day that anxious attachment people are afraid of what happens if there's space and avoidant people are afraid of what happens if there's not space. That's mm-hmm. completely opposing. Oh, yeah. But this is a good lesson for you, Bree. So you need to find a guy out there that makes you feel like a two in the crazy world and not in the looks world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Make make sure you can act the way you are. See, my my girlfriend now, my partner, um <laughs> she lets me be me to the like to the upteenth degree. There is nothing I can't say or do in front of this person and I have and I don't worry about what's coming out of my mouth. I I just am who I am and that's why we're that's why we get along so well. Yeah, that's a big deal. So when Brian was throwing out some potential topics to talk about, one of them that came up was self-care. I was very interested in that coming up from somebody your age. So I'm very interested in what you mean by self-care. Yeah. So like I've always read like self-help books ever since I was, I don't know, very young. It's something I've been interested in, self-improvement. I'm always listening to like podcasts or watching YouTube videos on the topic. And then even here at my mom's, I've been working on this. This is workbook called like Shadow Work. So I think just focusing on like, you know, your emotional well-being is just something just very important to me and not just like mentally, but also like physical self-care, you know, making sure that you get enough sleep, you're eating the right foods, working out and hanging out with the right people. So, yeah, I'm just very I just have to say that I'm I'm in awe of the fact that you were thinking about this at 23 because it's so good that you're thinking Mm -hmm. about this now because it's going to make such a difference and w- as you get older, I wish I had been doing that at 23 because it, it's just so important. So I'm in awe of the fact that you are thinking about this right now and have been for a while. Yeah, I'm wishing yeah. that all the women I was with when I was in my 20s were reading that book. <laughs> Not that you wish I, you had done I, it, Brian, but the it. women you were with yes. had done it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm in a whole health coaching program right now, Bree, and you just touched every subject that you just touched on or everything that you just mentioned is in my program. So it's very interesting dealing with the aspects of yourself that are hidden. They call them dark places because they're things you have to address, right? Yeah, it's things that I guess affect you at a... I don't know how to describe it, but it's things that are like unconscious, like you're not entirely aware of, but yet they affect you on a day-to-day basis. So it's like you have to reflect on, I guess. Or they appear. They appear when you kind of don't expect them to. And when a situation happens and your reaction isn't what's warranted for that situation, it makes you go, oh, there's something deeper here. Mm -hmm. So yeah, very interesting. It's very progressive, very mature. There's not a lot of people in their early 20s that have a growth mindset like you do. I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Do kids? Do, do kids have bracelet parties? What's a bracelet party? Remember when they have different bracelets for what they'll do differently? Does that still happen? No, I think that was <laughs> I think that was a millennial thing, Gen oh, Y. Yeah? Mm-hmm. God, I've never heard of that. Yeah, neither have I. I, I heard of it years ago. <laughs> I thought that was that was wow. that was groundbreaking. That might actually just be a small group of people that advertise it somewhere, and everybody thought everybody was doing it. But well, you weren't. have to remember, everybody <laughs> under the age of forty is young to me, so. <laughs> I don't know what generation what is anymore. Yeah. I mean, makes sense. The millennials are now in their early 40s. So what's 23? That's a Gen Z. Okay. What does Gen Z mean? So I don't know why it started with Generation X, but I know there were the, there was a silent generation, which were the people who were born in like the thirties 
mm-hmm. uh, maybe early 40s. And then the baby boomers were the people who were born like right after World War II, right? Mm-hmm. We know why they were called the baby boomers. Yep. Then starting in 1964, like about 20-ish years after uh, the baby boomers, that's when the Gen Xers started to come into existence. We are Gen X generation for sure. I think Gen X stopped. They stopped calling Gen X Gen X after you were born after. If you were born after 1981, you are a Generation Y. It's easy to understand why they called it Generation Y because Gen X, Gen Gen Y. Mm -hmm. And then Gen Z were so gen x sorry gen y was from 19 early 1980s to like 1996 97 so generations are getting frame. shorter yeah, yeah that's what i was thinking too because it's becoming popular now and then i think gen z is about 1998 to 2010 yeah those okay. born but it's the year that's of your birth 12 years and then after yeah. a certain no, I think it was more. I'm sorry. I might be I wrong know. in the years. So don't, I'm don't not quote you take on me it. to so ask what for the, the years. So what's a millennial? But I do know millennial is Gen Y. <laughs> so I feel like anybody born after 1981 is a, is a millennial. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. But definitely at 23, she is considered Gen Z. And then from what I understand, kids who are born now, like my granddaughter, they are not, she's not called Gen Z. She, I think the new generation is called Gen Alpha. Wow, mm-hmm. that was a clap. Yeah, what does that mean? I don't that? know. I guess they're starting now again with the A, B, C, D, E, F, G, but they're doing it with the uh, Greek letters. Interesting. Wow. Somebody was saying okay. to me the other day, like, can you imagine if somebody's Gen Alpha and then the Gen the Gen Beta is born? How the Gen Alphas are gonna, you know, bully the Gen Betas? Yeah, pick on them. <laughs> yeah, start to belittle them and think that they don't yeah. work hard and everything. They expect yeah, exactly. everything to be hand give it to them. It's so funny. I had a shit ton of sex questions, but now getting to know Brie, I don't even want to ask him. Doesn't seem quite right, does it? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm open to them. Like I said, like, uh, you know, no, I'm not even going to put you on the spot. <laughs> I'm also curious, what kind of journalism are you interested in? When I was working at the newspaper, I was I was working on like city government related stories and I didn't like that. I'm just doing it for the experience. But like for my dream job, it would be something like like a lifestyle, like psychology, like magazine, something focused on like mental health and wellness, because I am passionate Aww, about this. Stuff. That's awesome. That makes sense with what you were saying about self-care. Yeah, it's it's a passion of mine. So that'd be a dream mm-hmm. job. See, here I had high exp- you know, aspirations. When, when I got told that she was a journalist, I'm like, she's going to be doing interviews on the sideline of a football game. I'm going to get tickets. I'm gonna- <laughs> I don't know. I want. I want to take care of everybody's mental health. <laughs> like, Son of a bitch. Good for you, Bree. <laughs> no, sports is the last thing I'd ever do. Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> and that was it for our guest, Bree. We'd like to thank her for coming on. <laughs> <laughs> no sports. No sex talk. I'm out. <laughs> One day she may become like a motivational speaker that goes all over the country or over the world. And she could say that she was on our show. That's got right. Inspiration yeah. from us. That's why I don't want to oh. say anything that's going to incriminate her later on. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brie, you have any other questions for us? Not even like, you know, how, how hard is it to get out of bed in your 50s? Or, <laughs> you know, <is> that- <laughs> Does hair grow where you don't want it to? If you could go, if you could give advice to your 23-year-old self, what would you say? Stop worrying about what other people say. That's a good one. That's a good one. I always say to myself, I better have my education. By 23 years old, 
I would have hoped I would have had my master's degree by now because <laughs> I go into this all the time. Having a job where you have like, and now you're not college educated and having to worry about finding another job without the piece of paper drives me mad to this day. So I would have beaten myself senseless to get an education. That's what I, that's the first and foremost thing. I got to tell you all the other things I probably would have said, I maybe should have wore a condom more. (laughs) 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 But education is for me, Brie. That's what I would have beaten myself up over. Okay, Monica. And I'm sorry, Brian, I interrupted a little bit before then, but just to finish, I would not worry so much about what others thought of me. And I'm not saying that just to go around being a jerk to people or treating them badly. I do believe you should always treat people, you know, approach as many people as you can with kindness, but just not worry about what they really think about me. Cause that really affected how I felt for most of my life. I would tell my younger self not to do that. For me, I would say to any young person or my younger self, figure out who you are and what makes you happy before you start taking on the responsibilities of life. Because I know for me, I didn't do that. I didn't figure out what really was going to make me happy in life. And I fell into a career and then I, you know, got an instant family. And I think that you really need to take the time to get to know who you are and what makes you happy before you start complicating your life with responsibility, because it'll make you happier in the long term. Thank you, guys. That's it's all great advice. Pass it on to your friends. I'll tell them. <laughs> and if there's any of them that want to talk about sex, tell them to come on the show. <laughs> yeah, those some of those. Brian wants to hear from some of your floozy friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bring on the floozy ones. <laughs> this made me happy. This was good. This was a good experience because you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I was pleasantly surprised, Bree, because it's nice to know that there is a 23-year-old out there that I would say to myself, you know what, my future and my care and my finances, some, there are people out there that it's going to be in good hands. Oh. You seem very responsible. <laughs> you know, you seem like you got your head on straight. So I, it, it's nice to hear. It's nice to hear someone that actually is 23, but sounds like she's 83. <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes the older generation worries a little bit about the priorities of the younger generation. And I don't mean that to be rude at all. I think because we grew up in a different time yeah. that I think that we worry about that. And to hear you talk, I totally am with you, Brian, because to hear you talk, Bree, it's like you are focused and you are centered and you are, sounds like you're very smart. And, you know, you, it's, it's not just, um, we just sometimes see some of these entitled electronic age kids. Mm-hmm. It, it does. I, I'm agreeing with you about that there's hope with people like you out there, Mm -hmm. Brie. I appreciate that. I completely agree with that. You guys will outlive us all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Brie, I would like to thank you for coming on. If you have any other last questions or comments you'd like to make, uh, we'd be absolutely happy to hear them now. Well, I just want to say it was a pleasure talking to you guys. I feel like it was just a great conversation. It was really uplifting to hear that you guys think, you know, I'm ahead of my times. You know, I, I always think I'm like this ditzy, like dumb, like 23 year old. So like hearing what you guys like had to say and just just talking with you guys was a lot of fun. So thank you guys for having me. Oh, thank you well, so much. We, love no having you. we appreciate it. And for the record, I never did see your your scripts or your grades. So you could be ditzy. I don't know. But you come off really <laughs> you mature. Come, you make a really good, <laughs> solid impression. Yeah. That's right. And that's important. It is. Yeah, for sure. All right, kids. Bree, once again, thank you thank so, you so much. much. We really applaud you for coming on. It takes a lot of bravery to come on here thank and be you guys. open. And <laughs> yeah. yes, absolutely. If you got 
any floozy friends that want to come on, tell them to sign up. <laughs> I'll let them know. <laughs> Sounds great. All right. Have a great night, right, everyone. Okay. You take care, everybody. Okay. Take care. D, once again, thank you for Good everything. Bye. Bye. So that's our show for today. Thank you so much to Bree for coming on the show and putting up with our questions and giving us an open and honest view of your life and your perspectives. It was a lot of fun. We want to give a special thanks to our producer, D, and we want to thank you, our listeners. You make what we do so much more fun. Reach out to us anytime on our email, 2.5chickspod at gmail.com. We want to hear from you, whether it's your feedback or topic suggestions, or do you want to be a guest on our show? That would be so much fun. We love guests. Always find out when we're going to be posting on Instagram at 2.5chicks. And please keep checking back because we have so much more coming your way. Content, guests, it's going to be a blast. Talk to you soon.